Bible says that God is not far from every one of us. That doesn't say just certain few. That doesn't say when we feel like it, when we're on the mountain, or when we're down with a contrite spirit. I know that He's near those with a contrite spirit. And when we're down, amen, you should have more faith in that. Amen. But the Bible says that reach out, for He be not far from every one of us. Could you do me a favor just for a moment? Would you get your hand and would you reach out for Him? He said He's not far from every one of us. Amen. I know, amen, the pastor's wife said that God was going to be here. Amen. But more than that, the Holy Ghost said that He was going to be here. Amen. He can reiterate that. He can tell us again and remind us of His promises. But He said where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. If you need a healing, God's here to do that. If you need salvation, God's here to do that. Amen. If you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Lord God, the healer, the baptizer, the one and only God is here amongst His people. Hallelujah. Amen. If you've obeyed the Lord, I've got a message to preach. If you've got your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Romans. Book of Romans, chapter number 1, verse 21. You can stand when you have it. says because that when they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened professing themselves to be wise they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness, the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. We're going to stop there. I know you can read on. There's a lot more in that. But let's stop. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your presence, God, for your glory, God, that's already working and moving among us. And I pray, Lord, tonight, God, that you help us to have ears to hear, Lord, an anointed heart to do your will, God, not our own will, 
But Lord, your will, help us to make an altar, God. Help us to kneel before you tonight, God, and be honest with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we ask it. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, tonight, I would like to preach on, by the way, thank you for the great comparison, but my voice is not very low, so please forgive me. I got the skinny part down, but I don't have the other part. Okay, so... Uh, the Lord would help me tonight. Um, I was kind of sitting there, and I, I had a lot of the space to study and to get prepared for tonight, and I didn't really have but a lot. I had an idea, but I sat down, and it doesn't always happen like this. Don't expect it to, but it just flowed. So, and it seems the Lord is, is setting up His Word, so I want to try to be right in the way, right in His will, and get out of the way when it comes time. So I'm not going to be real long. Uh, the Lord would help me. I'd like to preach on the recipe for disaster. Oh, yeah. The recipe for disaster. Here in these scriptures, we, I'm going to go through them here in a little while. But it seems like the, the pervading theme here is homosexuals. You see this throughout. Because they did this and this and this. And it says God gave them up unto vile affections. Their lust. They were burning one towards another. Female with female. Male with male. That's what it's talking about. It's talking about this LGBTQ plus minus divided by sign. Whatever you want to say. It's all this inclusivity. I think that's a word. Sometimes I use big words to make myself sound more photosynthesis. It doesn't always work. But... This inclusive group, because that's what they're trying to do with these different colors and all these different things. They're trying to be inclusive. And inclusivity does not work a lot of times. Now, I'm not saying that we need to get people and start segregating again. I'm not saying that we need to divide the church and have another church split. There is some getting together, okay? That's right. Divided we fall, united we stand. That's still right. But this inclusive mentality and this doctrine of inclusiveness does not work, brother. After a while, the dog will turn itself around and begin to gnaw at its own tail. It's just, that's the way lies work. It goes around and then it just kind of uh, destroys itself. Right. But that's what they're trying to pass. Right. That's what they're trying to pass. Let's see. Okay, anyways. I get lost, so I just got to focus. But, sorry. But that's what they're trying to do. This whole group, this whole movement, and that's one of the pervading themes that it's saying. This, this, this homosexual, this inclusive, this you can come here and you can come there. But there is still things that need to be exclusive. There are still things that need to be in boxes and set. Again, I'm not saying to segregate this person. And no, but there are still, listen, there's still a man's bathroom and there's still a woman's bathroom. There's still a man and a woman that belongs in those bathrooms. We've, we are passing the age. And Brother Jeff said maybe it's our responsibility to fight that. So maybe I'll fight that here in a little while. Amen. But it, it's, it's. Past the age of trying to get bathrooms open. I was just somewhere the other day and I walk into a bathroom and feel very uncomfortable. It was just me, thank the Lord. But that's, you understand what I'm saying. This inclusivity does not work. After a while, it starts to destroy its own self. Man is still man and a woman is still a woman. Amen. And you say, well, that doesn't, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. I was just on our church breast, my friend, and one of the, I'm not going to tell you who it is. And I was trying to get this thing across. And he said, well, no, I mean, men can have babies. And, and no, 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 no. That, that, that's not, no. The, 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 the age that the children is growing up in, brother. Can you help me 
down a little while. That this, this inclusivity is starting to pervade and it's not working. It's not right. They're saying you can come into here and you can go into there. But brother, there's still a separation. There's, it doesn't matter how much it's, there's still a separation. Over into the world of sports. I don't really watch sports. I'm not involved in sports. Never have been. Just not good at it. But over in the world of sports, they are trying to get, and they're there. They're getting these men that's getting on women's teams and women getting on men's teams because they call themselves something different and they feel like it that day. And these men are coming in these teams and beating these women in these sports. This inclusivity. They're, they're, they're there. That's, that's, that's what's going on. But then you have this thing where these men, 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 are getting up. And they're going, I believe there was a, a situation specifically. Don't quote me on this. You have to do your research because I can't remember the source. But over in Canada, I believe it was, this man came in. Big man, big beard. And he goes into the weightlifting competition that's supposed to be for women. But because they made this little rule in there in the past however many years that said transgenders can come in and no questions asked. Well, okay. This man comes in and he beats all the transgenders and he beats all the men or all the women. Excuse me. Okay. The, the dog is turning around and it's biting its own tail. There still is exclusiveness. There still is a difference. If they would have read the Bible, the Bible says that woman is the weaker vessel. There's this one woman. I can't remember her name. But she talks about, and this is a little radical, and I don't completely agree with it, okay? But she, she talks about repeal the 19th. Have you heard that? Repeal, okay, never mind. He's looking at me there. What do you say? Repeal the 19th. Okay, I'm not, in case you, the 19th is the woman's right to vote, okay? And she's saying this, and I don't completely agree with her on this. I think women should be able to vote and whatnot. But her point in this is something to the effect of men are the head of the home. There should not be division in the home. Amen. Women is still the weaker vessel. If you go out and look at science, I know it's a rabbit trail, but if you go out and look at science, you will realize that there are certain bone densities and certain things in the throat and different things that men, the Bible's right, women are the weaker, literally, vessel. Right. Literally. Okay. Amen. So how in the world did we get to this place? You literally, they have a picture of the man. His name is Leah Thomas. You have a picture of this biological man who beat these biological women. And they are saying it's okay. We've got this phrase going around that's saying facts over feelings. Because however you feel that certain day, well, that's just how it is. You've got this agenda being pushed. I'm just informing you. You've got this agenda that's being pushed. And it's saying that we've got to get this into children. And now they're trying to pass laws where children don't even have to go to their parents to have surgery that will defect them throughout their life. But they can go bypass the parents and go straight to the teachers and go home a different gender, supposedly, than what they started with. Brother, it's a nasty, nasty age. And we didn't get here overnight. There is something that started and a seed that was planted. But now it's a full-blown tree and somebody's got to go down to the root and cut it down. Amen. When God says something's wrong, brother, it's still wrong. When God says something's right, it's still right. It doesn't matter if I wake up on the wrong side of the bed and I feel like it's so 
okay. Amen. It doesn't feel right or it doesn't feel good. Amen. But God's word is right and God's word's right whether I feel like it's right or not. Sometimes you've got to get over what you feel like and just do what God said. That's the place I found in my life where I've pushed through because I served the Creator rather than the creature. I gotta go. How did we get here? Let's go back. Well, I'll tell you because this is the recipe for disaster. Verse 21 in Romans chapter 1. It says, because that when they knew God, brother, they knew Him at one time. I don't know how far this knowledge went. I don't know if this knowledge went down to the heart or down to the core or if it was just skin deep or just head knowledge. I have no idea. But it says that they knew God and when they did, they glorified Him not as God. Amen. Neither were they thankful. Amen. We have exhorters coming trying to get us to do this very thing. God has given us a mouth and hands. Amen. And the purpose of these instruments is for God. The purpose for our life is to worship God. I believe it was A.W. Tozer who, who wrote the book, The Purpose of Man. Worship. That is our purpose, brother. But it says they glorified Him not as God. The word glorify means to render or to esteem. And in this case, He's God. He should be rendered high. He should be esteemed honorable. He should be esteemed highly. Amen. He is God. And He should be looked... Brother, how do you look at God? Do you look at Him as somebody who's just you know, that bottle of water and it don't matter nothing? Amen. He's not looking. He don't care. He'll be alright with it. Or is He God? Is He the Almighty One? Amen. The Lord of hosts. The man of war that said, let there be light. And there was light. Is He the same one that sent His Son down to die for the sins of humanity? Is He the same one while hanging on the cross? He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Later on, He said, My God, my God, why hast Thou forsaken me? You know, the reason for that, brother, was not because He was doubting His relationship with the Father. It was not because He was wondering if He was really called. No, brother. The reason for Him saying that was a quote out of Psalm 22. And He was saying, God, me and the Father are separated because I'm taking the sins of the whole world unto my shoulders and I'm trying to show you this is what happens when somebody has sin. They're separated from God. But I love you so much that I'm taking this upon myself and I'm doing this punishment for you. Is this the same God that you serve? It is. It should be. He hasn't changed. God is the same. It says, and neither were they thankful. In 2 Chronicles chapter number 20 and 22, I'll read it really quickly. It says, and, then, and, they, and when they began, that's an important word, don't skip over that. And when they began to sing and to praise. You know, you can sing without praising. Sing and to praise. The Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab and, and, and Moab uh, and, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. It says, and when. 
That's an important word. It says, and when they began to sing and sing and praise the Lord, that's when God sent the ambushments. I wonder what would have happened if they got up one morning and said, you know, I don't really feel like this today. I don't really feel like this is true today. Amen. I know it was true yesterday when we were in revival and everything was high and God was a helping and pushing. Amen. But this morning, I don't really feel like it's still Bible. I don't really feel like it's still here. Amen. But God said, Amen. When they sang, when they praised God, that's when the ambushments came against the enemy. Can I tell you something? Maybe you've been coming up against a giant, or maybe you've been coming up against something in your life, and you've been wondering, I don't know how to get around it, and I don't know how to get through it, and I don't know how to get over it. But God said, when he praises, when he sings praise, hallelujah. One man said if you took praise out of the Bible, you could hold the Bible between your two fingers. Amen, brother. You may think this is just a small thing. You may think this isn't a very big thing. But, brother, it says when they praised, when they sang. Amen, brother. You can sing praises and you can sing things and sing things to yourself. Amen. He said to encourage yourself in the Lord. But the Bible says when they sang and praised God. God brought ambushments against them. He fought their battles. There was one place where God said stand still. Now I know there was one place where he said stand still and then God said what are you doing? You, you need to go on. But then there was one place he said no, you won't have to do anything. He didn't tell them don't do that. He said you won't have to because I'm about to do it. Amen. But here God said he didn't do it until they sang and until they praised. They glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful. Neither were thankful. But, but, that's an important word too. You turn around everything what you just said and we're going to say something else. But became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart excuse me, was darkened. I believe there, I'm not a, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I believe there's a place in the brain that does this job. It's the imagination station, if you want to call it that. Yeah. It's that place in that brain. What is going on up there? It's called the hippocampus or whatever it's called. What is going on in that part of your brain? Right. Is it vain brain? That's good. I like that. Is it vain or is it something that's really worth thinking about? Right. You know, there's been a lot of times before I was saved, I'd think things. You know, and honestly, a lot of things was just, you know, I just wasn't there. I wasn't thinking. I didn't know there was more and there was good stuff out there. I've got these discussion posts in school. And, you know, at this beginning of the semester, you've got to introduce yourself. You know, I'm James. I like Jesus. Sinned. You know, I mean, you got, you got to do that. You know, you got to tell a little bit about yourself. You got to tell what your major is and things like that. Well, some of these folks, they'll have this question in there. What, do you, what is your plan? What do you want to do? What is your ambitions? And some of these kids, I feel bad for them. They'll get on there and they'll say, I don't have any plans. Well, what's your, what's your, what do you want to do uh, you know, after you get out of college? I don't know. I don't, I don't, have, I don't, I don't want to do it. You know. No ambition. No, no, no imagination for life. Now listen, I don't think we can really tell any of us can tell where we're going to be in four years or what exactly we're going to be doing. I just, I don't, I don't think, I can't think that far. Maybe you can. Amen. But we need to have, or maybe we do have some kind of imagination, but there's, there's things that's vain. It's not worth thinking about. Brother, before I got the Holy Ghost, I used to think, I lay on my bed and wonder, what would it be like to speak in tongues? What would it be like to get the Holy Ghost? Even after I got, what, what am I going to be? How's it going to happen? Who's going to 
pray. And even after I got, I got the Lord, amen, I got the Holy Ghost, got baptized, spoke in tongues with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I, I still wondered what would it be like if God did this during a service? What would it be like if this happened or so-and-so came over here or this happened or somebody swung from the chandelier? You know, that's not vain thinking. That is good. That's profitable. That's doing something. Amen. It's not just sitting there, bloopy blah, and just wondering about, you know, what you're going to eat tomorrow. Now, listen, we got to think about certain things, certain earthly things. Think about what you're playing. That's fine. But is your imaginations vain? Or are they profitable? Vain means empty. They, they're meaningless. They're nothing. Nothing thoughts is your imagination. What's going on in there? It says, and this is what, what became of them. They became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart. You see that? Their head went to here. Their foolish heart was darkened. Verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They became fools. They thought higher than themselves of what they really were. They told other people, I'm great. But really, by doing that as well, they became fools. Mm -hmm. The wise man, I don't think he thinks he's very wise. Anyhow, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. 23, and they changed the glory. Remember that, to render, to sustain. Changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. And to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts. Through that vain imagination that made their hearts darken. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves. And verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie. There is still truth. I know some folks want to say, and there are different perspectives on truth, fine. But there is still a subjective truth. There is still fact. Two plus two equals four. I don't know if you're aware, but we still, we, we've got folks that will say, no, it doesn't. But yes, it does. Okay? Because there is a subjective fact. The people who argue that two plus two equals four is the people who do not want to believe that God is true because they don't want to believe that there is a subjective fact that cannot be changed, that everything is objective to your feelings. But it does not matter, again, my friend, what we feel. God is still right and serve the creature more than the creator. This is our key verse. Who, blessed, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause. That's why I say it's our key verse. For this cause, God gave them up. God gave them up. They served the creature more than the creator. <clears throat> Going back a little bit. Uh, somebody was preaching the other day and I was just in my brain just thinking something had clicked. And I had heard someone say that this, the, the LGBTQ and whatever, they are a religion. I heard them say that. And what prompted them to say that was this new slogan that, they're, that some of them are trying to put on there called 2S. Have you ever seen that? 2S. You know what it stands for? Two spirits. Because there's some of them saying they got two spirits. It's like, well, yeah, I know. Repent and get saved. You know, they, they, they put that on there and they said, well, this is a religion. I thought, if it's a religion, what are they worshiping? It tells you right here. They're worshiping themselves. They are serving the creature. Well, I don't want to. Well, I feel this way. I don't care what you feel. God said no. And that goes with other things as well. 
that's not just with them. That's with us, brother. Well, it don't serve the creature. Don't be a master. It says who served, not just honored the creature. Not to, I, I, we got to eat. We got to do stuff like that, but not more than the creator. Right. I know you gotta be careful. You gotta balance. But serve the create the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. This is right. For this cause, this is why God gave them up unto vile affections for even. And it goes on and it says that. Brother, we will always go. It doesn't matter whether we're saved or whether we're not saved or whether we're, we're out lost in the world. We will go through hardship and trial. That's right. We will go through something. Right. You know, I know the devil always wants to come, like Brother Ricky says, you know, and show us the, the septic tank on the other side of the fence and tell us that the grass is greener on the other side. But the grass is not greener, my friend. They've still got weeds. They've still got mushrooms. They've still got things growing out there that they don't like. But the difference, one of the differences between us and them, brother, is they don't have somebody that they can turn to when they have trials, when they lose a child. Amen. When mom and daddy dies. Amen. They don't have have somebody that they can turn to. Amen, brother. We've got a friend. We've got somebody that'll be with us. He said, I'll never leave thee and I'll never forsake thee. You can come and get us a song. We're about to quit. Amen. He said, I'll never leave thee. He said, I'll never forsake thee. They don't have that, my friend. They've got to go through it all. Amen. And try to make it. I, I, I don't really know how they make it. I told mama the other day, I don't know how they, they uh, teach in public school without Jesus. I mean, I, I just don't get it. But they don't have somebody. Amen. That they can turn to like our Jesus. They don't have that friend, amen, that's closer than a brother that they can turn to and say, Lord, I'm going through this. And he says, I know, I'm working on it. Amen. They don't have that. Amen. But we've got that friend that says he'll be with us until the very end. We've got a friend that we can go through it all. Amen. But this, we all go through disasters, but this is the disaster of disasters. Because it says, for God did this. God gave them up. Why? You say, oh, I'm scared. Well, here you go. Right here. Stay away from this. You won't get to that. Okay? I don't think this was necessarily the reprobate mind just yet. But it said, God did this. This, brother, was a disaster. This was more of a disaster, amen, than our petty complaint of no money. This was more of a disaster, amen, than our, our, our petty indifferences between each other, amen. This is more of a disaster, amen, than the church caving in and the world coming after us, brother. This was the disaster of disasters. He lost his first love. He not, not only lost his first, but he left his first love, amen, and his first love sent him away, brother. This was awful. This was a disaster. Amen. But we don't have to be there. We don't have to get there. Brother, I'm preaching on the recipe for disaster. It's to lose Him. To lose Him. For this cause. While she sings, watch she plays. There is also a recipe for success. Amen. A recipe for success. Oh, that was good, Jamie. I wrote the quote. Put a quote here and it's not there. Okay. Anyways. In Revelation it says they overcame him by the word, by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. I'm not really good at cooking a lot of times, but I've got a 
a recipe in front of me, I'm doing all right. Amen. If I've got something in front of me that says do this or do that or don't do that, it, I'm, I'm doing all right. I had one of the little boys in the bus. He said, can you cook? I said, well, you know, yeah. He said, well, can you cook my mama's blah, blah, blah. And he said the name. I said, what is that? He's like, well, it's my mama's secret recipe. I was like, well, I can't. I don't, I don't know secrets. You know, I can't, I can't do that. You know, but if I've got a recipe, I can cook it. Well, here's your recipe. They overcame him. Who's him? That's Satan. By the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testament, by the word of God, by loving their lives unto the death. In 1 Corinthians, it says, There hath no temptation you taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will with the temptation make a way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. I'm talking about the recipe for success. In 1 John 1 and 9, it says, Confess your faults, confess your sins, and He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. In Jude 1 and 14, it says, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of His saints. In Zechariah 4 and 6, it says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. In Revelation, it says, Fear not, for I am with thee. Amen. The recipe for success, brother. We can make it. Amen. We can overcome. In Revelations 2 and 7, it says, To him that overcometh. Amen. In Revelations 2 and 11, you know what it says? It says to him that overcometh. In Revelations 2 and 17, it says to him that overcometh. In Revelations 2 and 28, you know what it says? Say it with me. It says to him that overcometh. In Hebrews 10, 38 and 39, this is the last one. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not. Can you say that with me? We are not of them who draw back unto perdition. But of them that believe to the saving of the soul. You know, we sang that song earlier, I can trust Jesus. And that is really right. But you know, it's very personal. It's not he can trust Jesus. It's not you can trust Jesus. It's I can trust Jesus. And I know it says we are not of them. But will you say something as you stand with me? Will you say I am not? Amen. Say it one more time with me. I am not of them who draw back unto perdition. But of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Amen. So as she sings, as she plays, the altar is open. I don't know what you need. I don't know if you're being tempted. I don't know if the devil's telling you you can never make it. You can never do it. Do what God has told you to do. Amen. But he that overcometh, I will give to eat of the tree of life. God didn't tell us to do something that we can't do. So let's go.